It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Casey, and I have the biggest, stupidest smile on my face. It feels so good to be back for now. Last time, we ended the podcast. I have a note here to be funny, and I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a little rusty, Ashley. I don't know what this was... banter is going to be. I'm just going to Michael Scott my way through this and see where it ends up. Uh, we are back for this special, and we are very excited about it. Yeah, um, we did not put out a weekly Twitter poll when we uh, ended the podcast, and we're not planning on putting one out tonight. So uh, <laughs> if you're if you're only in it for the Twitter polls, sorry to let you down, guys. How about when FNN did the Static Cling special? Did it change too much from its original <laughs> incarnation? <laughs> we really have just gone far, far away from our roots with this uh, with this uh, uh, revamp here, Casey. We gotta <laughs> we gotta rethink this. Oh, it's a train wreck already. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week, we are back, everybody. We are discussing the released today Static Cling special of Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, big, big, big spoilers warning here. This came out literally 24 hours ago. I'm going to release it pretty much as soon as we're done recording here. We are recording this Friday night, the night it came out. And uh, go watch it first before you listen to this, if you care. Uh, it's short. It's 45 minutes, but it's very... It's... it's uh, it is a full 45 minutes, and it is delightful. So go check it out. Pause it now. We'll wait here for 45 minutes, and then you can come back. All right, now that Casey's finished putting in that clipped 45-minute break. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, feel free to follow us on that Twitter. It's at FNN underscore podcast, <laughs> and uh, we got a Facebook. That's facebook.com slash podcast, and uh, you can review us on iTunes so that others can listen to all of the old and great things and beg for us to come back, which we all know it's coming. We all like The fans have been clamoring for this for, for months now, Casey. I, it's, it's so true. We can it's barely so keep true. them down. Yep, and uh, just to show that time has passed, iTunes no longer exists since oh, we right. made the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're already that feels, dated. That feels appropriate somehow, it like does, given yeah. the context of the film. Just to show that things have changed. We're, we're going to be nostalgic, but not too nostalgic, just like the theme of this delightful special. So welcome back, everybody. Hopefully it's uh, a little kick of nostalgia for you. Back to the good old days of early 2019. Well, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Now let's get started. Like we said in this one, we're covering Rocco's Modern Life's Static Cling, which aired on August 9th, 2019, or uh, today. <laughs> I think the first and only time that's ever happened on our show. Have we... Well, didn't we do the Jungle movie? Yeah, but oh, we recorded that night. We did. You're right. But we've never watched, recorded, and released something all on the day it came out. That is true. That is true. And, and also that one, I feel like the... The release was a little bit different. Like, it wasn't straight up on Netflix. I don't know. It, it is what it is. Regardless, in this one, <laughs> gotta get that <laughs> classic phrase in there. 
In this one, after being stuck in space for 20 years, Rocco and his friends return to a late 2010s era O-Town with modern amenities such as constantly updating touchscreen phones, radioactive energy drinks, food trucks, and coffee shops on every corner. Rocco, who does not share Heffer and Filbert's enthusiasm for the 21st century, attempts to get his favorite television show and our favorite television show, The Fatheads, back on the air, since it is the last remnant of his past. To do so, he goes on a quest to find the show's creator. Now this is, it really is so pleasant. Uh, it, it's, it's a joy. Um, and, and it is... I mean, kind of obviously, right? Like it's it's a it's a very meta theme going on here. We have a Rocco's revival where he is trying to bring back his favorite show as a revival because he misses his past, and that show hasn't aired in twenty years, which is just kind of like how Rocco's hasn't <laughs> aired in twenty years. You know, like it's it's a little on the nose, but it works. It totally does. Yeah. My general thoughts, I loved it. It was, there was some, people may call it pandering, but I found the representation in this to be the highlight and that's what's been making the headlines so far. But beyond that, um, I think there are some really creative plot devices. We have some sitcom-y tropes of the A and B plots coming together. We have some classic Rocco's gag humor and we also have, yeah, like Ashley said, some really meta theatrical storytelling where it's commenting on the fans of old Nicktoons like us. Like, I, we'll get to it, but I found many lines where I felt personally called out as a member of some fandoms. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I did think, it, and we'll get into it more for sure, but the, the, the quote-unquote pandering I thought was very well done. It Like, you know, it wasn't over the top it really was just like this is this is part of my life and this is what it is you know like it's people people are gonna get upset what they're gonna get upset at but yeah. um i found if it we, very moving if we start from the beginning though just to just to go through the whole the whole deal so they're out in space they being uh filbert heifer and and rocco um and it's not fully explained exactly how that happens is it you know, it's making me wonder, because we've never seen the final episode of Rocco's, that if that truly this is, is true. where it leaves off. Yeah, and in any case, they're in space, and it doesn't really matter how they get there, because it's Rocco's, and we don't need to question this anyways. And we, um, uh, Heifer was originally singing, I don't remember how many bottles of root beer he sings, but, you know, one of those, those take one down, pass it around, blah, 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 bottles of blah, 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 yeah. Um, so he gets down <laughs> to one, and Philbert says something like, Oh, you've been singing that song for 20 years. You finally finished. And it's it's just a cute kind of way to, to start us off, right? Like, we get Heifer's usual, you know, antics. We've got Philbert being himself. And it's just, it all it immediately feels right. Well, actually, hold on. Really, I really skipped, big I skipped, man. I was going to say, I skipped the nipples. <laughs> Never skip the nipples. The nipples are the framing device of this entire special. And I applaud Joe Murray for doing that. <laughs> And and honestly, like I'm, I'm just glad because the show's always had its weird raunchiness, and I was a little worried that it wouldn't make the you know wouldn't wouldn't be allowed as much because a lot of times we watch things like Rocco's and uh, you know like Run and Stimpy esque shows, and we're like, how did they get away with this? Mm -hmm. And uh, here he is, still still keeping the nipples alive. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the really, really big man introduces the whole concept. He, he's reading the Star Wars intro at the beginning uh, before they blow it up with their spaceship. And, <laughs> yeah, he changes his voice. It was this sort of more female-typed voice. And then he clears his throat and then, you know, triumphantly declares that, that you must look into his nipples of the future to see Rocco now. And his nipples sure do swirl around and get larger and larger until we are in 2019. And I forget, was it, was it nipples of the future before? The, the, there were definitely nipples referenced. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't nipples of the future, but it was it something was n- like that. It doesn't like, matter. It might have they, been. He says, gaze into my nipples of something. <laughs> of something. So, th- there's a lot of kind of, and, and maybe not super subtle, th- there's a lot of callbacks that are kind of just conveniently the pieces of the show that we watched um yeah seriously like so so that's one of them but um there's another one later where we we hear the recycle song come back from the earth day episode which to be fair was a very big episode of the show got a lot of press so like it makes sense that that's one that they would kind of toss in there but still brought a smile to my face just to just to have those old bits of nostalgia back it's like um, in the jungle movie. It felt like they referenced a lot of episodes we specifically have watched yeah. on the show. Yeah, and uh, it's just you know, feels feels good to <laughs> to to be brought back to Rocco's. It's also, I mean, like we haven't watched Rocco's in quite some time, so it just felt good to have some of those classic antics sitting around. Absolutely. But... Yeah, and they're sitting around the TV like they always do, and they've got an orange VHS tape, which I love. I think that has to be a callback to the Nickelodeon VHS tapes of the 90s that were orange. And they are... what First of all, I gave my obligatory entrance applause like I do when we watch things to Filbert this time because he's my favorite. And Well-deserved. I, I would say he's a queer icon of this show, but clearly... We have a new queer icon, which we will get to. Um, the videotape, the VHS tape is of the Fatheads, their favorite show. And I, here's the first time I felt called out. Filbert goes, we've watched this a thousand times, but I still go crazy for it. <laughs> That's like us yeah. with Spongebob or truly any of these shows. Absolutely. And and it goes into just this typical like, I mean, the Fatheads show is kind of garbage. I it's mean, pure slapstick, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pure slapstick, and it's purely, um, you know, our, our buddy Ralph making fun of his parents, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's where we're at. Uh, they're, but they're, they're hyped. They're still watching their same old things. And, and there is kind of like a, you know, not necessarily criticism of, but kind of just like this nod towards like, the idea of kind of over, I, I don't know the, the right way to put this, but kind of like over-exaggerating how good things in the past are, right? You're like right. how obsessed we get with them. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that at all, that it's like the Fatheads is like not a good TV show, <laughs> but they <laughs> love it and they love it even more now that time has passed. Like they like the Fatheads in the show proper, but never to this extent. I mean, also to be fair, it's like one of the only VHSs they have, and they're out in right. space for twenty years. So I suppose. Right. Which I speaking would, uh... of, I was looking at the list of Rocco's episodes Wikipedia. I don't see them ending up in space. There is in the episode that Joe Murray considers to be the official series finale called Future Schlock. The description is 
17 years into the future, Filbert's children ask Filbert the meaning of a banana which they found in a refrigerator. So clearly one of these things isn't canon, or there's alternate timelines happening, because that does not check out math-wise. That is accurate. And, you know, like, I can I can forgive it. You oh, know, of like... course. Of course. <laughs> um, I mean, and I'm just back oh. up a hot minute, too. Um, so thrilled that this happened. I know, like, there were some tweets from from uh, Joe Murray that were kind of disheartening where he was like, I don't know what the future of this is. And I, I can't imagine how he feels right now to, to have it on Netflix, which I actually think is a better place for it than Nickelodeon at this point, right? Like how many people tune in to, to cable networks still or go on to Nickelodeon's website versus how many people go on to Netflix. I, I hope it ends up, you know, getting some press for him. Yeah, I was disappointed when it wasn't at the top of my feed today. I had to search for it. I was hoping it would be right there at the top. Yeah. But, uh... Well, okay, so the rocket ship is canon. I'm looking at the description of future schlock, so maybe we should watch this episode later. Um, I don't understand how the Filbert's kids become a part of this. Although, is that who was there at the end? His five followers? He does, the family? He references his wife. You know, mm-hmm. unclear. We we should watch the episode and see how it pans out. Yeah, but I don't... so I, I rescind my criticism of it not being canon. It probably is. It looks like it is. Okay. So but... somehow, somehow, we, we don't need to worry about all the years myth, but somehow it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find out that this whole time, Heifer has had a remote that just could let them get back to Earth. Um but it's been on his butt for the past 20 years, so that's very appropriate, too. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I, I do appreciate, too, like, Rocco's has always had this balance of kind of stupid humor and smarter humor, and I'm glad that we still have that vibe going on here. Yep, and they're bantering back and forth, of course, and uh, Filbert keeps, like, kind of weirdly fat-shaming him, but then it kind of comes around as being okay in my book, because... Uh, Heifer is like, I'm a steer, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. It's like, yeah, he's big. That's how he is. That's his species. Yeah, it's pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. They drop on in. They're back in O-Town, you know, because got to conveniently drop exactly where you you fell out on the, the, the world, right? Exactly. And as he drops out there... Uh, we get the theme song as they see like uh, the o- the O phone nine, which upgrades to an O phone ten, and everyone immediately runs in to buy it. It's not subtle their references, uh, but I they're not trying to be subtle. I was gonna and... say I don't think they I don't think they have to be you know no, to, to get their point across. Rocco's is larger than life, that's for sure. But then we go into the Rocco's modern life, same theme, but totally updated animation animation style and uh the actual things that are happening he's being like chased by smartphones and i half expected it to be a like phones are bad kind of thing but i'm so glad they didn't go there like they commented on without judging current society yeah and and i think that was one of my i don't know like concerns is exactly the right word but like you know, i was like all right is this just gonna be like a look how bad society has gotten in the past 20 years but it's really not what it's about it, it does kind of have some commentary right on just kind of the weirdness of it all but it's not it's not insulting it's not trying to you know 
it, it's it's just kind of like here this is what it is the world mm-hmm. of smartphones now mm-hmm. yeah and, and Rocco as we see quickly is really struggling of his new modern life <laughs> yeah it, we do see Heifer and Filbert are picking it up and they're they're having a grand old time right like they they jump on in they're they're smartphoning immediately you, you know yep. um he watches a tv show called fat cats in tiny houses which i would totally watch that's the second time i felt called out by this epi- uh, special <laughs> <laughs> um it would be an amazing show and mm-hmm. i but could only... only exist like 2015 on you know like oh, yeah. the, it's a very specific thing yeah it, it's it's good though it's good and we do have um mrs big head shows up and she's like gonna make him dinner and mm-hmm. and she's like not a sexual harasser now which i like like yeah. she's like pretty cool now <laughs> i say she, she seems more motherly right like right. it seems like she's more like oh let me make you food you don't have any food in your fridge let's you know come over to my house and i'll make you food. but like it, it seems much less uh predatory which less is aggressive it feels like the show has sort of upgraded very nicely to the times like there's you know there's some dated humor in those older episodes and you know we still have the like weight jokes about heifer but other than that it's like very uh it's very funny and cutting edge without like making anyone the butt of the joke or like without making Rocco's like discomfort the butt of the joke so I appreciated that yeah and and it's you know I think there is an amount of relatability here right like like and to some extent too like Joe Marie knows that the people who are watching this are kind of nostalgic people right like mm-hmm. we are watching this to to see Rocco's revamped like that's that's why we're all hyped about it right so so we are kind of the people that are susceptible to some of this you know like oh things nowadays aren't the same as they used to be kind of a feel um so yeah I, I just think it's a it's an interesting way to go about it but yeah it's 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 certainly a modernized version of the show without losing all of the things that that make it what it is right so um we then kind of shift over to and i forget exactly what happened but something something falls onto a calculator that mr big head has it's from he, the rocket crashing i yeah, thought i think it's directly yeah. tied to rocco's landing i like peace goes in something happens where ed big head where he works at conglomo his calculator gets reset to zero uh, the showing the company profits that piece of paper gets printed and brought to the head honcho of Conglomo who then runs the numbers and instantly everything is chaos <laughs> yeah it's exactly how modern businesses are ran right like the, the CEO <laughs> runs a number down to a bank and then depending on that number that drives the stock prices so it's great uh, <laughs> right, right. And then, of course, you know, as Ed Bighead, he sings, like, the only real song of the show, full song of this special, is on his drive home about how he's Ed Bighead and life is great and blah, blah, blah. He gets home. You get the reporter shows up. Uh, her name is Nosy, I think, and she's, like, an aardvark-type animal. And she throws the mic in his face. How does it feel to have, you know, ruined Conglomo? And then he gets fired. Then they said, we have to tear down your house. And then Rocco shows up, who was like the scourge of his existence before. So I do uh, want to mention, too, that uh, Conglomo is revealed to be 95% of O-Town's economy. Uh, checks which out. Is... <laughs> I mean, like, you know, things like the Googles and Amazons of the world are getting closer every day, right? So, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> it's you know it it 
yeah, it, it all kind of ties up to, to Rocco coming in here and his whole life falling apart. And um, then they, they come to the conclusion, basically, that, well, Rocco is basically like, well, what we should do is revamp this old cartoon I love because that's going to fix everything somehow because it could make money and, you know, save the economy. And, and this is another one of the, the call-out moments. Big Head responds with, an old cartoon isn't going to solve the kind of problems you have. I'm like, all right, look. Yep, that's call out number three. Yep. <laughs> that Just one's the biggest one, I think. Like, Oof. <laughs> I was like, hurts a little bit too much. This is solving all of my problems and everything is fine and I don't need to hear it. There's also an interesting commentary on how much power fans have today. Like, he even literally says, he says, today's fans have power. Like, you can get... Uh, a reboot done of the fatheads and that's kind of true that's sort of how this Rocco's thing happened right it's fans demanding it and with Twitter and with social media it's there's power to the people in that form yeah absolutely and and you know given that giving them power doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get them exactly what they want but uh <laughs> so it goes um we, we got to talk about of... the booger jar uh, yeah, I was going to say, we move over to, what's his name? Booger Jarman. Yeah, the guy who's in charge of Conglomo. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter, but he's in charge. He's very upset about how down all of his profits are. And he talks about how the only thing he has going or has left is his booger jar. And he's just, like, <laughs> taking his boogers and putting it in this jar. We later see, like, this guy carrying, like, 15 of them. It's actually, like, a little... A little over the line for the gross-out humor, but it's the one thing that happens in this entire 45-minute special that really is gross-out humor, so I'm, it, I'll allow it. Yep, yep. It's uh, Mr. Dupet is his name, ah. and he only has like eight appearances, not including Static Kling, but one of them was in Zanzibar with an exclamation point, which was the musical episode. Yeah, I was gonna days. say, I feel like I remember remember him chilling in the office when they all kind of chant on earth day right exactly Um, power to the people power to the people so yeah it's uh what else have we got yeah the booger jar the multi drops it on ed and that's disgusting it's gross uh basically he says like oh well if we're gonna do this then we need to get well well he actually he hires some modern day animators to to make their version of it with german accents Rocco is like, nah, nah, we gotta get the, we gotta get the real man, we gotta get Ralph up in here, like, we gotta, we gotta find him, and, um, you know, there is some, because, I mean, (laughs) we later see their version of the special, and it's, like, this horribly 3D animated show that is, like, completely not true to, and, and Uh, again, admittedly, we say that the Big Heads is not a good show to begin with, but it is horrible. (laughs) Yup, yup. So they they seek out uh, the show's creator, and they are asking, they keep showing their picture, and uh, they're like, have you seen this toad, they keep saying, and uh, they're talking to these aliens on a planet, and one alien goes like, yes, in a weird alien voice, and the other one just goes, no, we haven't, (laughs) as like a normal human, and for some reason that just sent me. I thought that was so funny. Oh, it's great. It's the little things, it really is. Uh, but then we f- then find this sort of mysterious van, and what, what you know we think of or what they immediately respond to as as being Ralph is selling these uh, these 
uh fat head popsicles fat head popsicles yeah <laughs> just kind of like your generic like ones with like the gumballs and everything that look nothing like the real face oh, kind of those deal. horrifying spongebob ones <laughs> like exactly like that yeah. and and we kind of have this introduction Rocco goes on about how he wants to show back and and i love like the, the transition here where rachel says oh it's not ralph by the way it's rachel Mm-hmm. And it's like that's just what it is. Like it's just thrown out there. And yeah, she like lets her hair down, and we see that she has like feminine presenting clothes and uh, and heels. And yeah, all three of them just go, oh, cool, that's awesome, and that's it. Yeah, and and uh, my apologies for the previous misgendering. It was really just a way to stick away from spoiler alerts. I'm not trying to be some kind of weird curmudgeony person about this i think the reveal is really well done i think it's i think it's just really it's kind of simply put out there right like it's not it's it's really not like this big over the top thing right like it really is just she's just saying like oh you know i feel like i found myself i feel more comfortable and this is this is who i am and it's set up interestingly where uh rachel originally left her parents saying I'm gonna go away for a while I need to find myself and this was one part of that you know that wasn't the whole thing but it was very interesting to see how um, direct she is about it and how quickly they just you know deal with it and this shouldn't be a big deal this you know Joe Murray is not a hero for doing this but I think it's very cool to have a show uh, a 90s Nicktoon that was often all these shows were so based in gender. They're so male-dominant. And, you know, like we've talked about, when we tried to do a Girl Power episode, we could only find, like, three shows yeah. <laughs> of all of these classics. And so I think it's a good uh, it's a good start when it comes to... And, you know, the as we'll get to later, Ed Bighead reacts, you know, very strongly to this and is overwhelmed by what he calls TMC, which is too much change. And I wonder how many Rocco's fans are going to feel like this about this special or read a headline about this episode where, of course, uh, Rachel being trans is the headline so far of this show and how many people are rolling their eyes and going, oh, more pandering or whatever. And But I think it's really bold and, and excellent that he and the rest of the team just decided to uh, to go for it anyway and not care what people would say. Yeah, and and like I, I'm sure there are people who are gonna be like, look, there's just there's nothing that points to the original show that this is what it was and blah blah blah. But like, there doesn't need to be anything that specifically makes it obvious, right? Like, there's no. nothing that means that she would have made this obvious at any given point, right? Like, it's and perhaps she didn't even know hypothetically right at the at the time of the show 20 years ago right like she she had to figure it out you know like it's uh i i think it's very well done um and i I did appreciate too that mr bighead did not just accept this i was a little worried Mm -hmm. i appreciated that rocco and them were like just accepting and like that's awesome let's let's go with it but i was a little worried that it was going to be too little of a thing right right but it I'm is glad, a big deal. I'm glad it also didn't dominate the entire special. It became, Absolutely. What it became was one more issue between the two of them because Ed and Rachel never got along in past right. episodes. And so this adds one more thing to that and makes it harder for uh, for them to 
reconnect as it already would have been difficult because she disappeared for so long and didn't exactly leave on great terms with them but uh it's you know i don't i we're not producing more episodes of fnn that we know of right now so i don't feel afraid to get a little political on this one the whole concept of tmc and the way that uh Ed Bighead talks about change, to me seems like a pretty direct parallel to Trump voters or to people of that mindset that the world is scary, I don't know how to adapt to all this change that's happening, so I'm going to dig in my heels. And uh, I, I found it extremely relevant and refreshing to see in a cartoon. Yeah, I, and I do think too, although Bighead is often made to be this oversimplistic kind of mind, it's not exactly making fun of him either, right? Like, there is some amount of understanding that all of this change is difficult, right? Like, that it is a lot going on in his life. We're not meant to, I mean, we're not necessarily meant to sympathize with him, but we're we're not meant to hate him exactly mm-hmm. either, you know? I mean, the concept of him losing his job suddenly, it's, to me, the more I think about it, the more direct it seems to be about the commentary on the world is changing and uh, many people react by sticking to what they know. Yeah, and it it is a reality we have, right? And it is just, it's kind of, it, it's, you know, uh, and, and even this obviously oversimplifies it. There are certainly people who have come out as gay or trans or whatever to their parents who do not have it all wrapped up nicely in a 45-minute episode. Right. But... Um, I, you know, it's, at some point we do kind of want some amount of a, a happy ending to the episode and, you know, it, it is what it is. We do have sort of the sweet touching moment, but I think the message overall and what we kind of have maybe a little bit spoon fed to us by the literal winds of change within the, the episode. Probably my um, least favorite part of the whole thing, but yeah, very silly. that was a little, a little, uh like spoon fed <laughs> yes like we kind of a day or sex machina in a way but what can and, you and do kind of kind of like uh we were already getting there well and and, and part of it too we're, we're having this kind of good heart-to-heart conversation with Rocco and Big Head and Rocco's kind of like being like if we don't you know if we don't try to I don't remember exactly what he says something about like if we don't try to catch up with the times then like we're gonna miss out on things mm-hmm and, like, we could have just had this be this kind of real one-on-one talk, and then we kind of had this weird, like I said, it's like a literal, it's like a cloud, winds of change, <laughs> ominous voice just, like, chatting to them. And it's kind of interesting, but it didn't quite, uh, didn't quite work as well as right. I think Joe might have intended for me personally. Yeah, I did, w- I wish I'd written the line down, but it was something along the lines of, like, sure, change is hard, but you can get a new job, you can get a new house, but you can't get a new relationship with your daughter without trying, you know? It's like, yeah. this is your one shot, this is your oh, one kid. I do want to call out, too, um, and I thought it was just an interesting play on the whole thing. Uh, so we have, in older episodes of the show, many... Uh, you know, yells of "I have no son" when mm-hmm. when uh, Mr. Bighead gets frustrated, and we have this interesting "I have no daughter," which is kind of like this double sided one. It's this throwback to that old line, and two, it's like he's not accepting that he has a daughter, right? Like it, in his mind, he's like, "No, that's that's my son because that's that's who it is," um, and I just thought that was a an interesting way to play that off. Hmm. 
Yeah, and my only big critique of the whole thing is that it is uh, really rushed, but and it left me wanting more, which is a good thing, but I feel like it could have used an hour 15 or even an hour and a half, but uh, the pacing was tight. There's certainly no fat on the whole thing, except maybe the winds of change. Yeah, 45 minutes is, is very fast, especially, like again, we're including that we need this sort of beginning opening to... Well, first we need the very beginning opening of the of the the nipples of time, and now we've got to have the opening with the space, right? So we do have, I don't want to call it filler, but we do have you know some some framing to do, and forty five minutes is probably not significantly longer than the combined, um, what was it called? The combined wacky something wacky dally. Wacky there we dally. go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was yeah probably about closer to thirty minutes. Yeah. But still, right? Like, and that was a only like a longer episode and that one also again didn't need all of this framework that we Mm -hmm. that we kind of needed to to make this make sense and it'll get compared to the jungle movie a lot but i loved them both and they're they're very different and they're accomplishing completely different things yeah absolutely and they're two completely different shows right like hey arnold and rocco's are almost nothing alike and they really don't need to be compared and that's okay Right, right. And the duality of, like, Rocco struggling with his own change and Ed struggling with his is super interesting that they're able to connect there. And at the end, it's Ed Bighead who's telling Rocco, hey, like, you got to see the light. Time, times are, are changing, you know? Like, sure, it's hard, but you can't go back. And, like, nostalgia just isn't, uh, it's not enough. Yeah, and, and I do like that it's not necessarily saying that nostalgia is bad or terrible right like the, you can still enjoy your old shows and things but um you know that there is a little bit of change of things that needs to happen i will say however this is just my one and i don't know this is necessarily relevant so um rachel's special includes a baby big head and rocco gets all huffy and is like oh this isn't the original not big head or yes no 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 what's their What's their fake show's name? Fatheads. Fatheads. Sorry, I'm getting getting lost in my <laughs> in my uh, adjectives for big here. The fatheads. Um, there's a baby fathead, and Rocco's like, "Oh, this isn't like the 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 fatheads I know and love. This is this is all wrong. We can't like this." And I get that commentary, but also like there are things like Fairly Odd Parents that did just change for the worse, right? Like. I, I think that there is place for kind of commentary on like this isn't as good as it used to be right like mm-hmm. this this show has gotten bad and I think that you know added characters like Poof to Fairly Odd Parents did make it a worse show it or felt rather... like a very direct attack on Fairly Odd Parents yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but like we're, we're supposed to kind of side with them at the end of the day right that like Rocco is wrong for being upset about this because it's okay that there's change and i get that but also i was like well sometimes mm-hmm. the and in the context specifically of television i was like i don't i don't know that every uh not, it, it is what it is you, right. you could have your thoughts and feelings but i think in general that one it, and i guess to be fair it's not necessarily just that poof exists it's that poof existed and didn't contribute anything to the show right right um anyhow but ultimately it's a huge <laughs> success rant. and it simultaneously like saves conglomo 
and everyone runs off with the profits of Conglomo in this sort of post-capitalist, like, looting. And it's it's very funny. They're like, isn't this, like, harming the economy? And they're like, who cares? We're rich. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think... <sighs> I think Rocco says, isn't this illegal? And Heifer says, like, something about, but everyone's happy. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. That's the exchange, yeah. Um, and yeah, Filbert keeps blogging, vlogging the whole thing to his five loyal subscribers, which it turns out are his family. So we'll have to watch that actual finale of the show and see if that's the same family. It must be. Also, uh, thanks to our loyal five followers listening in right now. <laughs> that's how I felt when, they, when he said that. <laughs> It's um, like, it's your boy. I forget his uh, username, but it's something silly. Uh, something, something, Fishsticks96. Fishsticks yeah. Fishsticks96, yep. Which I wonder if it's an inverted 69 kind of thing, or if it's... Uh, um, 96 because of the, the end of the show. Yes, because that was the year Rocco's ended, but... Yeah. Who knows? It, it, Who knows? It could just be that Fishsticks 96 sounds kind of cool, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Um. There are constant Easter eggs throughout this. We have a giant sign that says Reboot that's pointing to where Rocco lands. We have, like, I believe a picture of a voice actor or Joe Murray himself uh, in the final Fathead special. Like, just a live-action photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all sorts of stuff. So keep your eyes peeled. A lot of blink-and-you-miss-it stuff. Yeah, it it really is just very, very much what what I think a reboot should do. And it's the same kind of thing that we said for Hey Arnold, is that it was true to the show but modernizes. Um, and this does the same thing, obviously in a different way, but it's true to its original source content while being a modernized version that makes sense to air today. Um, right? Like, it's... it And it is relevant. It is modernized and i appreciate that um because because you know we we have enough rockos out there that if it was just another sort of episode directly in those same lines i I don't know that it would have broken ground here um but no i I thoroughly enjoyed it i think the naysayers are gonna naysay and you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to ignore them and and i i just don't think i don't think it's doing what they think it's doing and I, I honestly don't even think that they i mean I, don't, I haven't read much but i would assume that people who call this pandering aren't really upset because they think it's out of place they're just upset because they don't like those ideals in right. general i saw a tweet that was uh responding to some of the criticism or not criticism but the whining about that and it said ah oh, yes i forgot that there are two there are two genders and two races there's uh male and political and there's white um, and political yeah that's <laughs> i thought like that was the... very funny some people really just see when people of color exist as characters or queer people exist as characters they think it's political and what is political about this show i made the trump comparison myself but that's one reading of it it's not like there's a trump character in the show yeah there's been a there, there's a similar thing put put up about a video game characters how anytime there's like a woman video game character they're like oh god we got to get political in here and it's like that's literally just a that's it, just a woman like just they, a person. those exist in the world yep <laughs> like, trans people exist they should right? be characters like, in shows <laughs> it, like it's it shouldn't be that complicated yep. and you know it, and i guess like you could argue like if she exists why doesn't she just exist but it, it is relevant to to kind of 
make commentary on of it because course. it's yeah. it, it is like i said it's not something that everybody accepts and it's not something that's necessarily easy so i i think it's kind of important to at least now and i i hope for a day that you know we can have a character in a cartoon just be trans and it's not like you can just leave it there right mm-hmm. but I, I think it's important to kind of recognize that it's not all that simple for everyone right that it's it's not always easy totally but that ultimately her role in this special is bringing back the fat heads helping Rocco realize you know that nostalgia isn't all that it's cut out to be uh, and, you know, reuniting with her family. And that's partially about her being trans, but it's about a whole lot of other things, too. About Absolutely. The, on a more comedic note, it's funny to me that the big heads still don't get that the fat heads is about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're licking the ice cream cone, and she's like, this one kind of looks like you when you first wake up. <laughs> like, they just like, have uh... no idea. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the big heads are kind of like these caricatures, right? Like, they are meant to be oversimplistic in a way but um i i just i really did i did thoroughly enjoy this definitely a little short and i actually forgot how long was the hey arnold special was it longer it was longer i thought it was at least an hour but we did watch it with commercials let me check we have the technology as patrick would say jungle movie hey arnold It is an hour, 21 minutes. Okay. I was going to say, I felt like it was longer, but I couldn't. It's been a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do wish that this had a little more length. And I I mean, I don't know enough to know if that was, you know, an intentional decision or not. Um, but the pacing is fast. You're certainly not going to get bored. You certainly have time to throw this into your schedule. Um, highly recommend it. If you, if you haven't watched it already, there's certainly more than what we've unpacked here. Um, although at this point... Uh, we're, we're getting close to the length of the episode itself but uh luck <laughs> yeah we are but we'll cut it short just before that i think um yeah i'll just bring it up i said we weren't going to but you're all gonna ask if we're gonna do a rock or a invader zim episode next week because it does come out next week also on netflix we might that's the answer right now we're not sure yet we'll see how good it is we'll see if we're up for it and uh we'll see but Hopefully this little Friday night surprise will uh, tide you over until we decide to do this again for whatever reason. I, you know, reboot culture has its issues, but when it's done well, and I think Rocco's and Hey Arnold both did it well, it can provoke really good discussion about what nostalgia is, what we keep from our past, and what we should leave behind. So that those are the things I'm thinking about from this special. Yeah, and I, I want to throw in there too. I, I think we'll we'll do an episode on Invader Zim if we feel like we have things to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. We're not just going to do it to do it. Right. Uh, and we certainly had things to say here. I mean, I, I think especially relevant given that we're a podcast that certainly feeds on that nostalgia. Uh, we, you know, we're we're certainly throwing back to all those old times, and I, I think we, you know, we do need to remind ourselves now and then that. There, and I think we, we bring it up too, right? Like, we do enjoy modern things. We do enjoy modern shows and and modern devices. But, you know, there, there's a place for nostalgia. Um, but hopefully all of you guys can, can branch out and, and remember that, you know, the old 90s Nicktoons aren't the only thing that was ever great and that there are new great things coming around too. And 
you don't want to you don't want to miss them listen to the winds of change guys <laughs> unless he farts then don't listen to the winds of change <laughs> gotta get that fart joke in there of course oh i do want to mention last last for for no real good reason that we do get the the my nipples sure are tired is one of the last lines of the show and we, we get that to close it out and because it's why wouldn't we <laughs> uh so uh, because that was such a great way to uh to end the uh the movie casey my nipples sure are tired mine are tired too i say we give our nipples a rest for the night <laughs> <laughs> until we need them again to see into the future how was uh, that i guess I- uh We'll see you next time, guys. I think that's it. We're not doing a formal conclusion tonight, but this was so lovely. It feels very good to be back on the mic, and at least for a short while. We hope you all are doing well. We miss doing the show. It has been a very nice break, I will say. And, uh, you know, just like Rocco's Modern Life, as great as this special was, and hopefully our special was, I'm not quite sure it has the makings of a full return. So <laughs> that's how I feel agreed, about agreed. both of these things right now. <laughs> yeah. Again, we always reserve the rights to to start it back up, but it's not going to be today. Hopefully nobody got too, too excited. But uh, it's a little taste of some, some Casey and Ashley madness. And uh, <laughs> with that, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see you around or we won't <laughs> <laughs> very fitting i'm gonna add, end it right on 45 minutes which is the length of the special thank you all so much and hey we'll see you next time